0: Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius, and I'd like to welcome you back to the podcast tonight. This podcast was brought to you by Fortress of the Mind Publications, and in this podcast we're going to be talking about personality and history. And what I mean by that is, to what extent has the personalities of great men influenced history? In other words, is it great men that shape the course of events or is it the impersonal forces of history that shape the course of events or is it a combination of both? And this is the type of question that historians occupy themselves with frequently. And there are some that say, you know, the the so-called great man theory of history where the great events are shaped by the great personalities of the era. And then there are others who say that we should look for the reasons behind historical events, only in the impersonal social, economic, political, geographic, or environmental forces. So it's an interesting subject and, and one that's worthy of discussion, not because any of us are major historical figures, but because it tells us a lot about our own lives. You know, We need to know to what extent can our personalities shape events and to what extent are we shaped by the external environment in which we live so this is something that we'll have to consider and discuss the historian Will Durant had a very interesting comment on this matter he gave a list of six character instincts for for mankind and Six, he gave you know a corresponding table and it's a, it's a very interesting table. I was wondering if I should publish it on my on my blog, but he listed a table of, of six instincts, one column of which were positive instincts, and the other column which he considered negative instincts. And let me explain what I mean by that. The positive instincts of human character he listed as action, fight, acquisition, association, mating, and parental care. And I'll repeat those again. Action, fight, acquisition, association, mating, and parental care. And in opposition to each one of those positive instincts, he opposed or he listed a negative instinct in correspondence to each one. For example, in correspondence to action, opposing action, he listed inaction or sleep. In response to fight, he listed flight. In response to acquisition, he listed avoidance. In response to association, he listed privacy. In response to mating, he listed refusal. And in opposition to parental care, he listed filial dependence. So what he had, what we have, are six different instincts, six different human instincts one of which is positive and one of which is a corresponding opposite or negative. And these are the fundamental human instincts, as he saw it, and I would tend to agree with him. And out of the interplay of these instincts with each other, we get habits and feelings. We get certain habits and certain feelings. For example, out of action, we get the habits, the positive habits of play, work, curiosity, manipulation, thought, innovation, and art. And out of action, out of the instinct of action, the negative things that we get out of that are things like rest, sloth, indifference, hesitation, dreaming, uh, imitation, or disorder. And he also went on to list feelings uh, that arise out of each one of those corresponding positive and negative instincts. I don't want to get into that too much detail here because that'll bog us down. But the point is that we have at least an attempt here a starting point of human instincts and what behaviors that those instincts gave rise to and this is the first point that we need to understand about personality and history it's that in positive personalities the positive tendencies the positive tendencies predominate in in positive personalities the positive tendencies predominate for example Um, If we have someone who is a positive personality, we're going to see them more emphasize things like action, fight, acquisition, association, mating, and parental care. If someone is a negative person, they're going to be more inclined to sleep, flight, avoidance, privacy, refusal, and dependence on, uh, on parents. And they're going to have habits and feelings that are associated with that. For example, a positive person, their feelings are generally going to be buoyancy, energy, eagerness, wonder, absorption, resolution, and courage and and, uh, rivalry. And the negative person might feel more fatigue, inertia, boredom, doubt, vacuity, acceptance, or confusion. So every human instinct has a corresponding opposite instinct. And each of those instincts gives rise to certain habits and behaviors and feelings. And as I said, in positive personalities, the positive tendencies predominate, Uh, even though most people are, are a blend of both. There's no person who's all one or all the other. For most people, we are a blend of each of those positive and negative instincts. But there's always going to be some that will predominate. There will always be some instincts that will predominate in one, uh, in one man or another. So that's the starting point. Now, the second point that we need to look at when we talk about personality and history, it's that for all practical purposes, the, the nature of man has not changed in recorded history. He's not changed biologically anyway, um, the process of evolution is so slow and so glacial that in the five or six thousand years of, of recorded history on this earth there has not been any noticeable evolutionary change in uh, the biology of of humankind now that may be changing with the advent of you know uh you know micro technologies where we can make actually additions to our our corporeal existence uh, computers cyborgs things like that but i don't want to get into that obviously because that's beyond the scope of the discussion but for all practical purposes the biology has not really changed it may have a a tiny bit but not uh, not a noticeable amount and, and it can be negligible for our purposes the change though has been seen in social and economic political and moral institutions there, has to, there, there must have been some change. There, we, we cannot simply be the exact, precise, same creatures that uh, we were uh, 4,000 years ago. There has been some change in the institutions, and there has probably been some growth and development and maturity along those lines. What a leader could get away with in Babylonia in 2000 BC is not something that a leader can today get away with in the world of 2015. So that's the second point. The third point that I think is important from my study of of personality and history, it's that no one man, no one person can ever know enough to comprehend the whole. One of the first lessons of history and philosophy is the awareness of our own limited capacity to understand. It's the lesson of modesty if we are like that fleck of foam on the surface of a wave hitting the beach, we can in no way comprehend the nature of the ocean. We just can't. No one person, however brilliant, whether they are a a Napoleon, a Caesar, a Churchill, Tamerlane, Genghis Khan, whoever, can ever comprehend the entire nature of man or no more than his immediate environment. As much as we might like to think we can, chances are we're gonna get it wrong or we're only gonna get a half-truth or a partial truth. So no one man, however brilliant, is ever gonna be able to comprehend the whole. And this is one of the big mistakes that great historical figures all make. They all fall victim to their own hubris. It seems to be just the way things are. They always end up believing their own propaganda or believing their own, believing their own ideas, and eventually that brings them to a fall. It it is what causes their undoing. So that's the third point that we need to understand regarding the nature of personality and history. So that brings us to the big question. What are the ultimate determining factors of history? Are they Is it great men? Is it great personalities? Or is it the impassive and personal flow of events? Well, the answer seems to be both. The answer seems to be both, but with a caveat that at critical junctures in history, great men do seem to take on more of an importance than people may have realized. And you know, this is an interesting question because whenever you ask the answer to the the question of what what matters more in history personality or, or process the answer that you get seems to depend very much on the personality trait of the historian that you're asking. It seems like vigorous, active and confident types of personalities will say that it's personality that matters. Whereas passive, weak or reticent types of personalities, personalities will be more likely to embrace the idea of process. And I think that's no accident because When you have a certain frame of reference, if you are a confident person, you're going to project that outwards into the rest of the world. And if you tend to be a passive, reticent, uh, shrinking type of personality, you're going to think that nothing that you do matters. You're going to think that personality matters, little if at all, and it's a negligible influence on human affairs. You know, this issue used to come up a lot back for those of you who were alive when communism still existed as a doctrine before the Berlin, before the Berlin Wall fell in uh, the in 1989 and the communist world came apart in the early 1990s this used to be a favorite subject in American colleges you know was it process or was it personality and it seemed to be the reason that this was so popular was because a lot of these Marxist historians, and I don't mean that word as an insult, I mean ones who actually believed in Marxism, they used to take the position that these grand historical economic forces really were what the drivers of history were and that we could do little if at all uh, to shape things. And I never believed this. I never bought into that idea. I never liked it. Now, I don't think... The great man, per se, is, a, is quite the god that he's been made out to be, maybe by some historians. I think process and environment do matter a great deal. And most of the time, they do matter more than we think they do. But it's, it does seem clear to me from my studies of history that certain twists and turns in human events would not have taken place had there not been a man there who directed history in that stream. And I think you can take any of the great influential figures in human history and say without a doubt that had they not existed, human history would be very different. You know, because there are some historical figures that you just know that whether they had been alive or not, someone would have come along and discovered what they discovered or someone else would have come along and done what they had done. You know, these tend to be the people that were the great inventors, say the Louis Pasteur, the Samuel Morse's, the Edison's, the Ford's, Wright's, uh, these types of people, it's pretty clear that, yeah, these guys, they were influential, but even if they had not been around, someone else would have come along soon enough and would have discovered what they had discovered. But the same cannot be said of some of the great military and political leaders, Some of the great religious figures of history, some of the most influential figures of history have been religious figures without a doubt. If you look at the great prophets, whether he be uh, uh, Christ or Muhammad or uh, the Buddha or the Judaic prophets of the Old Testament, any of these great figures, had they not come along, it's not clear that history would have moved in the direction that it did if they had not been there they themselves shaped events. Now, they may have arisen as a result of existing conditions that were present, but it seems clear that their influence was profound and acted independently of any external environmental forces that were operating at that time. So that's going to be my answer. That's where I'm going to put my money. I'm going to say that for most purposes, we have to look at environment. We, environment does matter, geography, climate, economics, sociology, uh, you know all of these factors exert a profound influence but but at critical junctures, and at times when the mood of the times are beginning to shift, or when one paradigm is becoming is becoming exhausted. Or there just seems to be that perceptive, that, that, that perceptible air of change in the air. Uh, that's when the great man can rise to the scene and can, uh, can project his power onto the scene and cause a changing of the guard, a, a redirecting of the stream of events. And that is when he can actually change the course of history and actually do something. So don't ever think, don't ever imagine that personality doesn't matter. Don't ever think that what I do doesn't matter or what you do doesn't matter or everything is for nothing or all is lost. Personality does matter. It matters far more than we think. And you just never know when the circumstances are going to be there to cause you to redirect the stream of your own life or of the lives of others. Because that's what this is all about. We just don't know. We just don't know. So, again, to summarize the three points that we've talked about, the first point was a discussion or listing of the positive positive and negative instincts of humans, and I'll go through those again one more time. The positive instincts, action, fight, acquisition, association, mating, and parental care, and the negative aspects, the negative instincts of human existence, sleep, flight, avoidance, privacy, refusal, in filial dependence. Again, the second point was the evolution of man's social and political institutions as being more noticeable than biological evolution. And the third point was that no man, however brilliant or well-informed, can in one lifetime rise to such fullness of understanding that he can judge with confidence The total nature of his environment. The great man is almost an instrument of fate. We can almost say that he's a blind instrument of fate in that regard. This concludes our podcast tonight. This podcast was brought to you courtesy of Fortress of the Mind Publications. And if you enjoyed it, I would ask you go to iTunes and rate me on iTunes so that others can find this podcast. I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.